<laughs> you can't beat the classics. everyone episode eight of you can't beat the classics podcast so the last episode we promised you a movie from the year 2002 and we're here to deliver that uh mike is with me along with g rabbit <laughs> yes hey what's up guys <laughs> had to be done no nope. <laughs> yeah so uh well we got yeah we got we we picked out a movie from 2002 here. Um, so, I mean, might, might as well just dive right into it here. So, the movie we're going to be talking about today. Actually, I should do a bit of a plug here first um, with You Can't Beat the Classic. So, um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram right there. Our handle's right there. Um, that way you can follow us. And uh, each episode of You Can't Beat the Classics is available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or if you're watching this video on YouTube here. Uh, all right, there's our plug. So now the movie we're going to be talking about for this episode is 2002's Eight Mile, directed by Curtis Hansen. All right, guys. So first thing I usually always ask in these episodes is, do you remember the first time you saw Eight Mile? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do? So, At, that was uh, my mom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I rented the DVD from the, movies, from the movie store. You know, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I, I could not tell you. I know it was, you know, when I was, you know, pro- at least not, definitely not in 2002. I didn't see it, but maybe like a few years after that. Yeah. I mine probably saw it. Mine wasn't when it was like a brand new movie. Mine was definitely, yeah. it was rented. It was out for a little while. So it was probably a year or two after that. I might have seen it when like Eminem was like having some issues, you know, like like the late 2000s, I think. That might have been around the time I saw it, but I don't remember. I but, saw it right away. I saw it right away. In theaters, mom took me, rated R. Had to. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's but it, it had been a while since I'd seen it up until this point. But um, watching it the other day, and I was like, you know, I, I uh, we'll get into it here. But um, I think I, I can tell you right now, if you're listening to this, that um, I think this is going to be a polarizing episode. <laughs> I'll say that right off the bat here. Um, but yeah, so let's before we get into it here, um, let's watch the trailer for Eight Mile real quick. When I feel blue, don't know what to do. I look at you, and I just say, <laughs> "Good night, baby. Go to sleep." You're still at that Little Caesars over in Warren? Nah. I'm down in New Detroit stamping now. <laughs> got fired from a pizza place. Well, at least I got a job. Play <laughs> it again, Smith, and you're fired. You know that everybody's calling you a loser? 
Never want at one point you gotta stop living up here. You need me. Start living down here. <laughs> Look. How you feel? If you had... Oh, this is like when Lose Yourself was like a new thing. Yeah, yeah, it was this. I'm on my way. I'm taking you with me. Sees everything you ever it's so wanted. weird now because I, it's, I don't see it as a new thing. You capture. Obviously, but just the fact that it was, it's just weird to me. What are you doing with your life that's so great? Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back. It don't matter, he's dope, he knows that, but he's broke, he's so stagnant, he knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo, this old rap city better go capture this moment and hope it don't do better. That's not a bad cut. Eight mile. Yeah, that's I've never seen that trailer before, so yeah, so it's like well like I think Eminem and like, you know, like and especially that song is like so ingrained into like our culture, so it's like the fact that it's only like this old is just weird to me because it's like I, I don't I don't know how else to describe it. It's gotta be weird too that that wasn't even the song that like was tied to the movie lose yourself was like the biggest song but it wasn't the the movie's headlining soundtrack it was eight mile road yeah yeah that's a good point which yeah, is but so they, weird to think about. they cut lose yourself like 15 times into this movie and they cut like different lines from it and like put it over like just like the beat at different times during all the movie right but I, they did that with eight mile road too yeah i know but like so like, I, was just, yeah. I did kind of like that because it was like it showed like the process of making the song, I guess. And I'm sure that was legit how it came together. Maybe not what the movie was saying, but like the way it sounded, you know, he must've had, he must've had stuff in his catalog, you know, from the time that he started working on it. Um, but yeah. All right. So like, we're going to start right off the top here as usual. So Eminem's hanging out in some bathroom at the beginning, like getting hyped up for something. Um, he's like miming, rapping or whatever he's trying to do to get. He's pretending. He's pretend. He's definitely, they, somebody's banging on the door to go. <laughs> I'd bang on the door too. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. He tied <laughs> up an entire public restroom just so that he could like air guitar for 10 minutes before he did nothing. <laughs> Well, and then another thing too is I like all that all that prep work. It doesn't end up paying off because mm. he yeah. chokes, chokes, but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he said nothing. I was like, whoops. Yeah. Um. I forget who was. 
Was it Papa Doc or no? No, it wasn't Papa Doc this time. It was just some random guy, I think. Yeah. It was just a Doc went before. It was just some guy, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm going to call him Eminem, but maybe I should start calling him B Rabbit. Yeah, you got to call him B Rabbit. All right, fine. B Rabbit. Bunny Rabbit. Yeah. He's literally like the only person's name I know in the movie besides like Papa Doc. That's yeah, Future. You got Cheddar Bob. Come on. Oh, Cheddar Bob. Yeah, that's Exhibit. Brittany Murphy. Ex- yeah, Exhibit. <laughs> Later down the line, but yeah, like the casting is good. The well, casting in this movie well, is good. It's all hip hop. Oh wait, stars. Brittany Murphy's yeah. name Alex. That's what it is. Okay, Alex. That yeah. hoe. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so he walks out of here, you know, after choking, and I'm like, wait a minute, he just has stuff already behind the dumpster. Like he, I know, he that has part a, was weird. The he has a change time. of clothes right behind the dumpster. Yeah, because he's not li- he's homeless. Yeah, but you don't know that when at first. <laughs> I mean, he literally says at that at, exact moment that he was homeless and that he yeah, gave his car to Janine. After he pulls it out, though, first his yeah. boys are even looking at him like, the fuck are you doing? Are you Batman with just clothes hanging around the city? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Star was looking at him like, fucking, hello? Miss Daisy? What are you doing? Yeah. That was weird. And he, oh, and he's, I think he's he's changing before he choked. Yeah, because he, he like, threw up on himself. Because he threw up. That's what, that's what happened. Yeah, because he puked on himself. Um, I think like he actually... That, you he actually has a song. He, he does have a he, song called Puke. The second <laughs> yeah. he got on stage, you had to know he was going to bomb. If Maybe not not say anything, but he was going to bomb. Like Even his friends were making fun of him before he got on there. The dude was just not in the right headspace. Yeah, there was, he, clearly, like, he was trying to pre- prepare himself as much as he could, but there was no preparing for that. <laughs> um. But yeah, but I think we see Papa Doc like sitting off in the back and um or I mean if you wanna call him the Falcon, you wanna call him Captain America now. He's been both of those since <laughs> since then. So B Rabbit, he chokes, he's going home to his mom's trailer, and his mom is getting railed by General Zod. <laughs> <laughs> like Whoa, dude! Uh, it's and <laughs> like talk about a terrible thing to walk into. Yeah, and like the dude's like in his graduating class from high school. Like he's the same age as him. It's weird. It's it's in this and like all right, and like General Zod is like the bum here, and he's like making comments. He's like making comments to B Rabbit about like he's picking you know, fights. Yeah, but having you. having trouble with a job and all that, and I'm like, but he's like, at least I got a job. Yeah, but Greg Buell is about to get that settlement check, baby. Yeah, <laughs> false. Yeah, <laughs> completely made up. Completely made up. What do you mean? That never that never happened in real life. She wasn't banging. This isn't a fucking biopic. It's not a fucking biopic. I absolutely cannot stand this movie. I cannot stand this movie. It's not a fucking biopic. Let's let loose, Mike. Let it out. I I can't stand it. It's not a biopic. So if it's not a biopic, don't base it at all on real events. Don't do it at all. Why not? Okay, so if this movie... 
if this it's movie fucking Bunny Rabbit. No, okay, it's hold not on. A uh, yeah, oh yeah, his name is B <laughs> Rabbit, but he gets his real. He has his real name still. He's still freaking Marshall. It's Jimmy Smith. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This, this movie, generic. this it movie, absolutely drives me nuts. Okay, so if if freaking Walk the Line is for Johnny Cash and Dewey, Dewey Cox is like the parody of that, this movie is Dewey Cox but worse. Walk hard. This is, this is this is yeah. It should be a parody. This movie is fiction, a hundred percent of it, and I think that's why I hate it so much. I don't want to watch this movie to to watch some fake accounts of some Detroit asshole who has the worst part of his life. I want to see Eminem's rise to fame, and Eight Miles should have been that, and it wasn't. Should... I watched this whole movie, yeah, two hours, wasn't... this movie for fifteen minutes. It's not like they sold you Bohemian Rhapsody and gave you like a Motley Crue spinoff. They oh. they told you it's like loosely couldn't be more loosely based. Yeah, so, on so some then, of Eminem's events. But it's not it's not a fictional movie. They they didn't. It's not in the fiction section. It's in the bio section. So who put it there? What do you want? What do you so want? This, them this to movie do? is not that. It's this not movie a bio sucks. Bit. This movie is awful. This so this kid has the worst movie. life. This kid has the worst life in the world. I don't Terrible. give a shit about his life. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> You're not supposed to care about his life. Okay, then what am I supposed to watch this movie for? The first hour and 45 minutes is about how much he sucks. Yes. Why do I want to watch that? Because it's how much he sucks and he doesn't take responsibility for how much he sucks. He just blames no, he it does. on the world. No, he, he doesn't. He blames it on the world. No, he and blames then it on the halfway world. halfway through, he's like, I got to be a man and I got to take onus for all this shit. And he does. He goes to work. He's like, hey. My fuck up. My oh, fuck yeah. up. My he bad. goes to work. He says, oh, my fuck up. And then his, his boss actually gives him the extra shift and he blows it off so he can go to some stupid rap battle and change his whole life. Oh, my God. This movie. Stupid. Jesus Christ. It's fictional characters, Mike. They're fake. Yeah. They're it's, fake. it's fictional characters. They wanted days, to be a but they movie. wanted to loosely base it off of his real life. And, and they did. They it loosely sucked. based it. Yeah, okay, so you know what terrible. I wanted to see? You know what I wanted this movie to be? 100%. I hey, wanted to be... Hey, Kim, you wanted to see all that no, shit. No, no, I didn't want to see all that stuff. I But the thing you is, when, when he was going through all this stuff, before he released his EP, he was married to Kim. He did have a daughter, Haley, and he lived in his mom's trailer. So the girl who was his younger sister in the movie was actually the representation of Haley in this movie, and why didn't they just make it that? Why didn't they make it that he had a kid with his wife, and they lived in their mom's Ooh. trailer? Why didn't they do that? was hey i thought it was to be his niece no it, it's supposed to be haley like he had he he was married living in his mom's trailer and they had the baby haley already yeah but i thought it was his niece of his brother or stepbrother who but like if you're gonna make all these stretches and loosely base everything like why isn't like that one true fact would have made that whole storyline better like his daughter almost sees him get killed out in front of his house that was fake by the way no, it's for dramatic effect it. yeah it was a, a lot of it was for dramatic it was effect dramatic. Oh, stupid uh. I mean, I would have loved to see that movie too, but that's not the movie they, they I wanted to see. advertised. This is what Eminem did to succeed, to overcome his thing. This is how he grounded also, it. I wanted Dr. Was... Dre to be in this movie. I, I wanted that. Who didn't want that? Who doesn't still want to see that movie? I would love to see that movie, yeah. but that's not 8 Mile. It and, was and eight never 8 Mile. Of it. it sucks because of it. 8 Mile sucks because it wasn't Titanic. Got it. Wrong, wrong. It doesn't need to be Titanic. It you just wanted needs to be... it to be Titanic. No, Titanic was a fucking movie. Why couldn't it no. be straight out of Compton? Because straight out of Compton, you wanted an actual biopic. It's not a fucking biopic. So I'm saying meet in the middle with like a Titanic, which is called Titanic, but it's not a true story. Yeah, 
Uh, so, so even then, at that's this point, what I meant. And let, I'm let me let me move past that. Whatever. So this isn't walk the line either, and it isn't no. Dewey Cox. It's somewhere in the middle. They should have gone full Dewey Cox with this thing if they're going to make him totally obnoxious. His friend almost didn't 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 shoot himself in the leg. Almost kill himself. That was for dramatic. That it, the whole thing is dramatic, and I hate but all that. those instances. That- it can actually happen. Yeah. In real so life. you say it could actually happen. Yeah. So yes. uh, people go through this. Captain <laughs> America could actually happen. We could be making super soldiers, but none of it did. So it's fiction. This is not fiction because it could it, actually happen. It's it's definitely like more realistic than Captain America. <laughs> I don't know. We don't. A know. guy shooting himself in the leg. Plexico Burris. What's inside in Area Fifty One? We don't know. We don't know. But she right. like mom sleeping around. I mean that that could happen. That happened. That did happen. That could yeah. happen. I mean the friend shooting himself. People being bums and losers. <laughs> Com- and living committing in committing ar- committing arson. That Burning does happen. And treating it like a bonfire. <laughs> shooting really... police cars with paintball guns. All this shit uh, could happen. That actually happened, and he did get arrested for that. Why didn't they just get him and get arrested in the movie? Get him get arrested. Because that's forty five minutes out of the way. Well, well see, like that would have been forty five minutes better spent. Oh, I went he to needed to go back and in I got able fall. to write my raps. So I was writing my raps in prison, and that's what. No, because the next scene was then they went back and they partied. Stupid. Well, the, dude, the amount of stuff they were doing, I'm like, where are the cops? I was like, but I'm like, but but the thought in my head, I was like, all right, Detroit cops right. probably just don't don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares in Detroit. That's that was my thought through the entire movie. They burned a house down, whatever. Literally nothing I mean, happened ha- from houses that. Houses in Detroit are worth, what, like 1500 bucks these days? Wow. Chat, what do you think about that? Um, Oof. Oh. <laughs> I'm screaming right now to all my boys in Detroit who are definitely going to chime in on that. <laughs> um, but, Let me bring up this stream so I can yell at them. I know who it is already. Fucking... I think this movie was so well done. I know we're only like a quarter, not even through what we were talking about, but just to recap all everything we just said, this movie was so well done. If you can get past the notion that it's not an Eminem biopic, it's not an Eminem biopic. I'll tell you the exact description of it off of Wikipedia right here, right now. No, give me it off IMDb. I don't want it off Wikipedia. Give give me it off IMDb. I can live with IMDb, not Wikipedia. All right, fine. We'll go IMDb on it. Listen, hey, you know, I, I feel like Wikipedia people are going to go in there and just. Hey, Mike's going Mike's gonna to change it right now. Yeah. <laughs> this movie sucks. Dude, it doesn't suck. It, it does I, I would suck. argue this movie, if you, if you watch this movie, it is arguably hey, one of the better hip hop folks. For all we know, this movie could have killed Britney Murphy. That's, this is not no. The next one she did with Ashton Kutcher could have been the one that killed her. <laughs> what was that one called? Like Newlyweds or something like that? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it is Newlyweds. I think you're All right. right. IMDb doesn't really put it. All right, then go back to Wikipedia. I'll, Wikipedia, right. semi-autobiographical. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. So there's some crap that's thrown in there, and there's some. Um, little bit of truth to there i would take that That's i don't know what the rate i don't know what the ratio is between them but it might just like 99 percent crap it's 99 crap and that's not what i wanted out of this movie i bet you i bet you they wanted to do an m&m biopic and he's like fuck 
that. No, because his life well, is, his life wasn't as terrible as they made it out to be in this movie. That's why well, he didn't because do his it. ex-wife would have sued him. Who, Kim? Yeah. Fuck him. She's a, she's in the trunk of his car, Daddy. Drives off a bridge. My teeth are cold, song. and I'm wondering why. <laughs> uh, I forget right. where I was. <laughs> oh wait, he was he was all right. He got the crap car for his birthday. I remember that. Um, We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then he's got the Walkman on the bus. I remember that, and it's like. He's on the bus and he's like riding, and you, you see how Detroit is, and I'm like, Geez, Detroit is something else. Um, you know, as you're, I mean, that that's the that's the picture it paints for you, the movie paints for you. Um, all right, here's where the problem I have with this movie really starts. There's a lot of dialogue in this movie, and it is just drowned out by just either loud music or something else like silly in the background. Like I could not hear what people were saying in this movie though, on some scenes. Yeah. Whitney makes me watch movies with a uh, subtitles. Like, so I, 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 sh- I should have put this. So this is one of the, um, somebody it's, it's always, I felt like it was always when they were riding in the car together, they like oh, jam, yeah. they just clown car, like eight people into this car and you know, they're blasting music but they're having a conversation and I can't understand what they're saying unless I have the subtitles on. The music drowns out the dialogue in the in a lot I of mean, these scenes. And even somebody that... somebody was beeping their car as dialogue was going on. And I'm like, why is this happening when people are talking? Because this movie's so bad they couldn't even figure out how to mix the sound. <laughs> That's how you roll, bro. When you're smoking, you blast oh, the music okay. and you have to fuck. That's what they were doing. Man. I know. I, I know. This. I know the picture. They were it's just put, production were putting, quality at I'm this like, point. But I'm like, I got to hear what they're dope. saying. And I felt like even if I couldn't, <laughs> I don't know. That was, it's, I didn't remember this being a problem with the movie until I just watched it again. I didn't notice any sound issues. Uh, I too uh, will have the captions on. Like, I think Mike told me about this when we first started doing the, the reviews uh, on the other channel, I, I, the captions are great, and mm-hmm. they, you know, but one misheard I, word can change an entire scene. I had no problem with the audio. Like maybe it's because I went on a lot of car rides in high school, and I'm just used to it. The screaming over the music, maybe. and I love the music. The music in this movie is unparalleled, and I've told Mike. Soundtrack top to bottom. This is the greatest fucking soundtrack that's ever come out. And before that, I thought it was like Little Nicky was one of the best, but like this is cream of the crop. Are you talking about original soundtracks? I mean, because I mean, talking like about, talking about movie soundtracks. Because <laughs> Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, I think, has a better soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Tenacious D. <laughs> Is it is is an animal all its own? But yeah, I would agree. Tenacious D is pretty fucking bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of rap to begin with, but um, this is Eminem, a tough movie for you, then. <laughs> no, I know, but but, but, <laughs> but I mean, but Eminem's always been one of those artists that I've that I've definitely respected. You know, he's he's one of the best in this genre, definitely. Um. But yeah, so I mean, so the so the music choices are different for me. Um, 
but it, it fits. You know, it, that that part that part is you know a solid for the movie. Um, I think this is where you know this is a, another point. He he meets Brittany Murphy, Brittany Murphy's character Alex, who um, I don't remember when Brittany Murphy passed away. Um, I have to check what year that was. Two thousand eight. I know it's probably at least over five years after this movie. Yeah, there was some time in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a while. Um, um, I. But you know what? And uh, the a lot of the dialogue in this movie confuses me too. Like, it in, sucks. well, like in <laughs> in my notes here, like I kind of have like random things happening, but like as far as what they're talking about, like I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head. And dude, she was asking to see her brother, and then the foreman or B Rabbit was like, "I'll show her." And the foreman was like, "No, fuck you, Miss Daisy." Ah. And then they met because he was flipping off his boss, and she turned around, and saw it, and was like, "Yeah, no, fuck you." Yeah. I've seen this movie too many times, though, so I'm yeah. a little biased so when it comes to that. The problem, the problem with this movie is the first hour and a half of this movie has no fucking point. Literally, no point. It's it's dump. It's the world dumping on Jimmy. And him blaming the world when really it's his own fault. He Ugh. choked. He left Janine, and you find that out yeah. down after. He left yeah. her, not the other way around. He yeah. ran away when she said she was pregnant. She you lied know? about being pregnant. She did. Yeah. The car problems, he gave a girl his car instead of talking to her. That The car problems, his problem. The work thing, yo. Get your fucking ass up and get to fucking work on time. Like, everything is his fault, but he blames everyone else. He trusted his fucking friend, Wink, to get him a fucking deal, a studio deal, and he put all his eggs in that basket, and Wink said, fuck you. Wink was going to come through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole first half is him just snowballing terrible decisions. And it was so boring. It It was so boring. It can be boring to you, but it's a very relevant movie for 2021, I think. Why? Because no one wants to work? I think – I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say because a lot of people have a hard time, you know, just accepting self-responsibility. Yeah. It, it's always got to be someone else's fault that something happened. It can never be raise your hand, look in the yeah. mirror. Well, I need to man up and get it. And, like, to that point, George, I think I know when – like, well, like in my mind, like what the turning point is for him, you know, from getting out of that mindset. It's a little later on in the movie, but I mean, I'll I'll bring it up once we get to it. Um, yeah, it just some of the things I have written down here, like spitting rhymes to Leonard Skinnerd. That the sweet home <laughs> I live at home in a trailer wrap lives rent free in my head. Like <laughs> lives rent free in my head. <laughs> Like any chance I get to drop any part of that song, I do. I, I fucking love it. How funny was that? Makai Pfeiffer out of fucking nowhere. The only thing I remember Makai Pfeiffer doing well was Owen House. And then all of a sudden he comes in here and he's fucking rhyming, rapping. Hello, mm-hmm. Miss Daisy? No. <laughs> I did I did enjoy that part of the movie. <laughs> that was like so like I guess the only parts of this movie that I actually liked is when Eminem actually sang. Because even in this movie, he was supposed to lip sync. Like, all of his, like, rapping and singing parts, he was supposed he to lip sync, and he, he chose not to. Uh, and I think 
that's like the only part of this movie I enjoy because it's actually real. That's why he had a raspy voice at the end, him and Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. Raspy voices because they were saying everything. And then Exhibit, he actually rapped his lines too. Uh, he yep. was supposed to lip sync. Like all the all the singing in this movie, the director wanted to take the stance that it needed to be more audio perfect. But the, all the actual artists decided not to do that, which which was a, a huge nod. But it was also like the only parts of this movie that I enjoyed. Like, why the fuck would Alex show up at a steel stamping plant and just have sex with Eminem or fucking Jimmy, whatever you want to say, yeah. without saying any spoken words? They literally said nothing. They just walked to the back of the... <laughs> like, like, why? Be like that. What's the point? Dude, What's the point of that? Dude, speaking of that part... What do you mean, right, what's the I'll... point of that? That was like them tying up that they're each other's person. Oh, except but... she goes and cheats on him in the next Dude. scene! Well, hey, alright, so listen, we want to talk about... Like we want to talk about real... <laughs> We want to talk about realism in this movie. I was like, okay, uh, we'll jump ahead. I'll, I'll jump to that part really quick, where you know they're in the where they're getting it on in you know his work place of employment here, and dude, he has a boss that's on his ass, you know, all whatever eight hours, ten hours a day that he's there, and he doesn't see this going on. <laughs> he isn't like, oh, what you doing, dead Jim? <laughs> hey, <you know? laughs> he didn't see this happening. Hey, Brady Murphy. It didn't last that long. So no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I love you so much. I want to lean you up against some dirty ass pallets in the back of this warehouse and do it. Hey, man, <laughs> if you're living at home and your mom's getting more than you are, then you're taking anything <laughs> well, you can get. <laughs> watching, watching this movie on TV, obviously that part's cut really down. So you're like, oh, that was quick. But then you watch the real version like this and you're like, Oh, that was quick. <laughs> Actually, it, I saw this movie with my mother. The first and it was time. the longest oh, scene in the movie. Feel quick. It did not feel quick. <laughs> I felt like I could have run a marathon, come back, and he was still inside. You should have been awkward and been like, Mom, what are they doing? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, oh, man. In my brain. I saw that in Titanic with my mom. <laughs> anyway, oh, boy. probably why I'm, I'm a virgin, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That are the boys. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the boys. Or as your dad described you from last night, a man boy. Look, <laughs> 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 uh, and like the stuff, like um, they're in the car again at one point, but he's like they're like they're shooting things with a paintball gun, and. Dude, when they shot the cop car, I'm like, they're, I'm like, they're toast. I'm like, that cop car is coming, coming down 100 miles an hour, right past them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doesn't that, it screams to the buildup of terrible decision making. If he would have got arrested, he would have blamed it on the guy in the backseat with the paintball gun. Uh, in mm. real life, he did get arrested. Okay. And in real life, he got acquitted because the uh, the person didn't show up to court. But, like, do you see how annoying it would be to have him keep getting arrested and going to court for all these things and no. how much movie downtime it would have been? Oh, nope. Fine. Because that's what shaped him <laughs> as a human being. Listen, it wasn't a biopic. <laughs> I know. I, do I want, I want it? I, I don't know why we haven't <laughs> got it in the era of biopics that we have right now. Like, what studio is like, no, we don't need an Eminem biopic? Yeah. I don't know. We got an Elton yeah. John one. Well, Elton John's still alive. Motley Crue's still kicking around. We got one of those. Give me, give me Kiss and them. I, I would love to see Eminem's biopic. Hmm. But that's not it. Not yet. 
Um, and, and this movie suffers because of it. I don't think so. I don't right. So that, <laughs> they're they're driving up through some garage here. Um, I'm like, what? Well, first off, I'm like, what the hell kind of garage is this? It looks like it was like a garage, like mixed with like a theater. Well, there was a theater in the background, but it was a parking garage, like in Providence well, like, by the courthouse. Well, it felt like the theater was the garage. <laughs> Just a little like bit, way, just like the way the architecture was. I'm like, what the hell kind of building is this? Um, and... It was a well-known spot, though, right? Because like so many crews showed up. Yeah, that spot was like the happening, you the know, with whatever whatever they were doing there. This is when we first get to meet Papa Doc, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah so really, really meet him. So like they're trying to have they're trying to have some fun here in this garage place or whatever, and then. The free world shows up. Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah. This was this was like probably the funniest part of the movie, I thought, for me, when Cheddar Bob's just like, Yeah, fuck the free world. Bro. <laughs> Bro, we all have that friend. I, so after me and Mike <laughs> debacled earlier, I threw it on just and and kind of like been skimming through some scenes. And I was like, maybe this is an exact uh, way too much of an exaggeration. But then I, I could recall three friends, at least off the top of my head, that you whisper something to them and then they say it out loud like it's their own fucking idea. It's like, oh, idiot, Stimpy. <laughs> idiot. Yeah, there's a, that was... Uh, that I don't was... get it. So, so like, Eminem or Jimmy or whatever, they he wasn't even in a crew. So, like, why was he even fighting with these free world people? 313 is an area code. It's not a crew. Well, you don't know a lot of crews then. That's that was their crew name was the three one three. It was, yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. Dude, what do you think they're chanting at the end of the fucking movie? Fuck uh, free D- world. Detroit's area code. No. They were I, chanting well, their crew they, name because in Mike's, in Mike's, in Mike's it, defense, right, I didn't, but... in Mike's defense, I didn't realize it was like the crew name. You know, after until after seeing the movie a few times. You know, I, I thought it was just a Is it name. clever? No, but that was their name. <laughs> well, because 313 isn't even a real thing. Well, like, they were saying, they were saying 313, and then I they were like... I didn't make it. I'm just telling you. I know, but, like, he name. was never in a crew. It was never called 313. 313 is just the area code. We, we get it. It's not a fucking bio. Pick. Yeah, man, it sucks because of it. I oh wanted to know God. how it happened, where he came from, and then how he got to where he was. I don't want to know how shitty Detroit is because we know how shitty Detroit is. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> I can just see the steam coming out of Mike's ear. <laughs> well, just, it just sucked right. as a movie. And like, even as a movie that's not a biopic, and you understand it's not a biopic, it still sucks. It's about a kid oh, that's God. running around, breaking all the laws, not getting caught, not getting justice, and then all of a sudden making his break, and then, oh, yeah, I'll go, great. Now the movie's good now. No. What break did he fucking sucks. get? What break did he get? He's still working at a fucking steel mill going home to a trailer to get fucking half-cooked pancakes. Which He's not. Real. No fucking not break. That wasn't real. He worked in a restaurant. That was in he the didn't movie. Work in I know, I know. But, like... You know what I mean? Because then you can separate the two. Yeah, and when you do a- separate it, it all doesn't make sense. You know what? You know what would happen in real life when his boss is like, "Hey, son, you turned your shit around. 
I'm going to give you an extra shift. You show up for that fucking shift. You're on welfare. You make the money. You don't. I'm going to blow it off. Yeah, but he had the guy cover for him. Uh, That doesn't mean he's making more money. And then then he went back. Mm. After after the. Still. I mean, he I, he did go back. I've always wondered how long he as he was at the shelter because he made it three rounds, and like you got to figure everyone else is going. There's some breaks in between. Dude, like, you got yeah, he missed like half a shift, and the guys <laughs> on welfare. Dude, that's a good point. Yeah, so he's like he's like, oh, can you cover cover for me for a couple of hours? Dude, he had to have been at that place at least three hours. Chat is roasting Mike right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> because, because this movie sucks. Because no, it's because not an accurate description of what Detroit actually is. You took your pants off and you just had Chipotle shits all over Detroit. I hope, I hope so. Minutes. This movie is not an accurate description of what Detroit actually is. And if people are like, this movie is a symbol of Detroit. Well, Detroit fucking sucks way more than I thought it did. Because this is insane. Like, anyone that thinks this right. is a good movie Dude, because it's any type would, of accurate representation of right. anything. Would you rather have Would you rather have 8 Mile Detroit or Robocop Detroit? Uh, <laughs> neither? Walking <laughs> Dead Detroit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Is that an option? <laughs> they're both, I'm like, they're both terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, and then after they're at this theater, they're, like, eating at some restaurant where I'm like, you know, all this talk about having problems with money, and I'm like, but they have no problem eating at this restaurant. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't think I don't think Jimmy had any food there. Did he have a plate in front oh, of him? They might, they might have just had drinks. I don't know. I thought he didn't. Yeah, I thought he had one drink, and then he even got up yeah. in the middle of it because Janine was at the bar. Her pregnant ass was drinking and smoking. Yep. Yeah. Comments of the year by Cheddar Bob. I thought she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we all know a Cheddar Bob. We all know one. Yep. Just... We all know one. <laughs> and if I happen to be your Cheddar Bob, you, you can tell me privately. But <laughs> we all know <laughs> your Cheddar Bob. I, I might be. <laughs> and, like, I have I have no idea what they're talking about in the restaurant. I, I was, like, totally lost. I was, like, what are they saying? Oh, because the movie's so poorly written that none of the dialogue makes sense? It all makes sense. It doesn't make sense. And and like even you, even sitting in the basement, just shooting the shit, and Cheddar Bob's hitting on that girl. It all tied back in at the end because she told them that Papa Doc's real name was Clarence, and Clarence. Yeah, that part Papa. does fit. It all ties together fit. in some fucking way. It was brilliant writing. Mm. Brilliant. brilliant. Fabricated, fabricated <laughs> events to make the story make sense because it was poorly written. Isn't that every movie? No, <laughs> like except for biopics. Also, but I mean, I will say there's like no concept of time in this movie. No, I'm like it's got to be like three in the morning. They've been to like four different places. I'm like, what time is? I'm like, I'm that, like, I'm, I was, I was like, what time is it? Like the the, the grown up in me was just thinking as I was watching this. I definitely had some timeline issues with the movie because. It, it just seems like they didn't really give a fuck about the time. Nope. It's like, eh, well, like the covering of the shift thing, just like constantly whenever I watch it is the biggest plot hole because he was waiting on his ride. The guy was waiting on a ride to show up and you went to the shelter for what felt like at least three hours. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, even then, so like right after this part, the part that we were just talking about, isn't that when like they're driving down the street and then they see the, 
the other supposed rap crew and then he like parks his car and they'll get out and just start like fist fighting in the middle of the street for no fucking reason i think that comes a little bit later i think first the first thing they do is um they burn that they burn that house down oh they burn the house down that they were partying in yeah yeah the roof the roof roof (laughs) we don't need no water dude i i forget i forget who wrote that song initially um but i mean the this house this shows you how like the music different the music i listen to is i I always got that line from coal chamber but that's just that's just the metal in me (laughs) but i I mean i don't think it came from them no no um i got that line from uh the bloodhound gang yeah them too them too (laughs) yeah Hello, my uh, name is Jimmy Pocket. I'm a dumb white guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, yeah. So they burn, they burn the house down. But this, this is the part where they're, you know, they like clown car and they're like driving down and like he sees. I don't even remember this guy's name. The guy that was trying to like get him the re- like saying he was going to get him the record deal. Um, he sees. B Rabbit sees him with the free world, I think, and that's what prompts him to jump out of the car and start fighting them. Yeah, uh, that whole fight made sense for a second, just just a second though. No, it didn't. None of it made any sense. <laughs> just no, a it didn't. Are you okay? So, like, oh. Look at these people sitting over there minding their own business, and I'm driving by. I'm going to go pull over and start just running at them and just fight them. What the fuck? Made sense for a No, it doesn't make any sense. And then Cheddar fucking takes out a gun that he's took it from his mom. They shoots himself in the leg. This is where you lose me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, like, they're all fighting, and then the stone friggin' ridiculously high guy is just waving around a gun. And everyone's like, okay, buddy. Like, everyone all of a sudden, like, everyone's fighting, and everyone's like, okay. Everyone's just dead stop. I think think the fighting part doesn't baffle me. Like, I've. I've, Yeah, it does. Now, you're you're in your mind, you're like, oh, God, this movie's so well written. This stupid fight scene that makes no sense in the middle of this movie. I I have to make it make sense in my brain. It doesn't make sense. No. Okay, so you're going to try and tell me. You're going to try and tell me that these people. They fight in the middle of the street for no fucking reason. But when he's rap battling him and telling him how much of a bitch he is and how he said had sex with his mom, that none of them are throwing hands then? I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I've never been in a rap battle. been in a high school fight. Uh, we're about, next that. time I see you, we're going to get in a rap battle. And I'm going to say some really juicy stuff. And if you don't swing at me... Then we'll know if you make real. fun of my mom, I'm going to make fun of your mom. And I think we're both oh. going to lose. <laughs> I think this whole thing, I, we'll, we'll both be sitting there shaking each other's hands. Good job. Good yeah. Job. So let, how about, how about maybe we, we let two other people rap and see what happens. <laughs> but no, I mean, in high school, that I remember getting suspended from school for fighting just like that, where we, we pulled up, saw the kid, we got out, we fought, went to school the next day. We're all suspended. So Who the fuck does that? What kind of juvenile yeah. delinquent are you? Oh man, I, was, I got suspended, but it was for something stupid. <laughs> but I mean, but that that fight made sense to me because yeah. I've, I've done that. I got suspended once in third grade 
because this kid was talking to this girl at the bus stop and she said he was creepy. So I told him he was creepy. And then he told the principal and I got suspended because I told him he was being creepy. Wait, so you're Cheddar Bob? I'm Cheddar Bob! <laughs> Holy shit, I'm Cheddar Bob! Well, I don't know. I don't know. Wait till. Full circle. To, See, it all know. comes I, back around. We have to tell you what I was suspended for. Oh, <laughs> Just pl- plagiarism. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's the stupidest that's thing. That's the lamest way to get suspended ever. It, yeah, that was it. Uh, and it wasn't me. I didn't do it. My dad that, did it. My dad did it. Your dad wrote your paper for you? Hold on a second. I'll get into this after the episode. There's, okay. there's, a, big, there's a big explanation for that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, my dad did my diorama and... <laughs> um, that's why I don't deserve an F. He deserves the F. Dude, so I, uh, no, no, hold, quick aside. I did a diorama of Detroit. I just went to a dumpster and then brought it into school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay, chat. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to all of the Detroit listeners in this in this episode. Um. Anyway, hey, I'll, I'll defend in. myself. I said that if this movie is an epi- uh, inaccurate representation of Detroit, then Detroit is way worse than I thought it was. So that means that I think that this movie is painting a way worse description of Detroit than what's actually happening. They're all really good rappers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the, fight part, the fighting part made sense to me. It was when, like, A, none of them whipped out a gun to stop getting their ass beat mm-hmm. other than the well, moron who kept Pop, Papa Doc pulled out a gun but then the dude told him to put it away yeah but like yeah. you know what i'm saying you're getting punked in the middle of the street you pull the gun out and tell everyone to stop well that's what cheddar was trying to do yeah and then everyone was like this guy's way too high to have a gun <laughs> and i guess like if you're if and it speaks to why the b rabbit character had to go and fight because he's an idiot right he's a dumb kid who can't take responsibility for anything. He rolled up on a crew that he knows have guns. You know they have guns. And you just started throwing fucking haymakers. <clears throat> yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't no. make any sense. Didn't even have a knife. Important. Didn't even have a knife. He barely no. cleaned his shoes in the sink before he left the house. Which, I don't know why we had to see that scene. But Well, dude, I'm wondering what age group these guys are all in. They gotta be... It's like early 20s. They gotta be early 20s because I feel like they were like... In their mind, they like they like think they're like these like tough guys, but you know you know picking fights and all this stuff. But they th- might have a sense of realism there because like oh, the minute somebody pulls out a gun, that's when they're like, whoa, whoa, stop. Yeah, you know. I so, mean, but we did gloss over a, a very important part too, which was uh, B Rabbit's mom talking about how they're getting evicted, and now B Rabbit's got to chip in for the rent. This is a pivotal scene because now. You know, she she's crying. She's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We need B-Rabbit. B-Rabbit, you got to kick in. And he's trying to give her this life pep talk, right? Like any this is the ter- this is his turning point because I feel because he because the mom is like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's where the gear starts turning in his head where it's like, all right, I don't want to be like this. Like, well, I don't want to be this selfish. So that's when he blasts it back at her. She says the last thing she says when he leaves, I think is what, what starts the inception is when she's like, what are you doing with your life? That's so great. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, all right, got to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then he blows off his overtime shift. That's cool. Later. Yeah. 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 
but like that that's the motif of the movie is like take responsibility once you do that you can actually control your life instead of letting other people influence it since it's all fictional situations yeah you're right so none of this stuff would actually work in real life so do you like the do you like the dirt by motley Crue? like is that something you like too never seen it i haven't seen it either no What's the uh, next scene? <laughs> um, well, all right, we've kind of gone all over the place with this one, which which is fine. I, I got no problem with that, which is all right. Um uh, so I have like, you know, like this how like shady this dude was that was pretending to be his friend, like promising him this record deal and all that. But like at what point in the movie were you like, all right, this this guy's total BS. You know, this guy's this guy's the total like uh, joke. The like, this... very first time you saw him because he was wearing yeah. that suit and he was rolling with Papa Doc and yeah, he was telling him how like he's just hanging out with him so he can bring him. You know how you have like those friends who are like, you know that like they're not really your friends and they're hanging out with a different crew, but they're like, they're trying to be nice to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they'll be like, no, I'm just gonna like eat lunch with those guys, but like I'm gonna get you at that table. Like don't worry about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like one of those. Well, he's a, just a complete Steve. Yeah, I mean, everyone kind of talks shit about Wink the whole movie, so it's like. Mm-hmm. But then I, of... I want to know. So, like, Wink's a piece of shit. At what point does Alex is like, yeah, I want to have sex with this guy? Right. <laughs> because <laughs> he's a complete piece of shit the whole time. Hey, man, that's how bad she wanted to get out. Remember, she she said she'd do anything to change her situation. She would do anything mm-hmm. to get out of the bad situation she was in. That. When she was talking to Jimmy, when they were burning the house down, like she she would do anything to not be a loser, and she got the call, so she earned it. I guess she got the call, so she played with his balls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she got more than he did in the long run. Like she got the call to fucking go be a model or whatever. So he yeah. didn't. He should have yeah. fucked Wink. <laughs> should have. <laughs> Then, then the record deal would have been more. Well, that'd be more believable than what actually happened. <laughs> Maybe that's how it really went down. Like he blew Dr. Dre, and here we are. Yeah. No, no. Maybe we're uncovering <laughs> the, something. Yeah, here I wonder. If, I wonder if this set off any things with anything with Mike when when <laughs> when it's Eminem versus General Zod in the trailer. Me and Greg <laughs> come on, went to the come on, man! Use room. use your Kryptonian strength. Come on. He gets that crap kicked out of him. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So this that whole storyline too. It's just stupid. the The mom is only having sex with this guy because he's gonna get some lawsuit settlement and he's gonna take it with. Everyone knows that as soon as he's gonna get that thing, he's gonna dump the trash and go get something better. Like he Ooh. wasn't gonna keep her anyway. And it just ha- just so happened that Jimmy got in a fight with him and she he gave. He gave him a reason to not take his mom with him, even though he had a reason the whole time is because she was trash. I think Greg Buell did not have to be the same age as Jimmy. I think yeah, he would have been younger. Mm. I think that's the only part of that whole scenario that, like, <laughs> I guess I gotta say something real quick here. So, mom goes out and plays bingo. Does that mean that this fucking 
Buell guy, General Zod, is just like going up to the bingo parlor and like cleaning up. <laughs> is, is that what is that his play? Maybe. <laughs> like, does that work? Uh, chat. Do you guys go to the bingo parlor and speed date? <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> Throw an F in the chat if that was completely made up. B. Bro, like I don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you about that, but I will say that like the whole added dynamic of them going to the same school is weird too much weird too much but like he could have been a younger guy like to mike's point he there was no shot when he got that money he was staying but it's just like like it was one of those things where like jimmy and the mom were on the same path where they were blaming other people and relying on other people to get their lives further along and jimmy took away her crutch and look at things started working out when she started just doing shit for herself i mean granted it's fucking bingo but yeah, I mean, thirty. It was 32. a small metaphorical win, and then yeah, all no, I want to know what bingo parlor is paying out three G's. Thirty-two hundred dollars for bingo is not bad. That's what I'm saying, and and like I just got <coughs> side note, Matilda, the new Matilda movie. There, like the mom plays bingo every day, and then she hit it big one t- and took the whole family out to the Ritz Carlton to eat. And I'm like, what the frick? Like what bingo parlor is paying out like this? Like I, maybe I sh- I don't know maybe I should invest in bingo. Well, she had I know she had thirty been a little more believable. She had thirty two hundred dollars and the the go to to eat was pancakes. Oh, I love because she had to pay the rent. I do like oh she did have to pay the rent. That's yeah, true. I, I rent. do like I do like pancakes, but still I was like she had to pay yeah. the rent, bro. I mean, yeah, okay, okay, I I understand that now. So I guess I <laughs> so all right, all right. That's a good point there. I mean, all day breakfast is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, pancakes yeah. from Kim Basinger? No, no shot. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. In 2002? My... Let's do it. <laughs> George has turned me around on this opinion altogether. So. <laughs> Kim Basinger says she wants to make me pancakes in the kitchen. I'm down. <laughs> if you see this, Kim. <laughs> what is this, 20 years after the fact? But, but all right. The, this is like the worst day in history for for Eminem here. All right, so he gets in a fight with General Zod. Um, Winks, I think that's the name. The Winks is bang is banging the girl he likes, and then he goes and gets the crap kicked out of him. No, they come and kick the crap out of him. He goes. He go. That's what I meant. To, yeah, he goes home and gets the crap kicked out of him. And then right. the dude's holding the gun right to his face and. His little sister's like watching. So like that part to me, I'm like, no one does this. Are you trying to tell me because they know where they live, they're gonna roll up at them on at his house well, in the well, middle they, of a trailer park where everyone can see, and they're gonna freaking blow his hand. This is one right thing now. I was like, so nah, all right, so so you slept with the girl that he likes, and he beats you up. You got it coming, but you have the free world, free world roll up on him and retaliate for you. When you were in the wrong, oh, uh, he he was there too. He put a couple kicks in. Oh no, he did. But still, you know what's I'm fucked like... up about this part too? Like, and I'm just like putting this together. So like, he gets a couple kicks in, and then when Eminem's roasting people at the end, he's cheering for Eminem still. Because like, yeah, uh, they're boys. They're, no, they're, they're not. They're still everything boys. that just happened oh. in the last fifteen minutes. They're not boys. You can still root for the guy. He no. knew Jimmy was a good guy. Nope. Do, do I think they would ever speak again? Absolutely not. But I mean, we should we should have had just had Jimmy. And we should have just Wink had Rabbit. Just knew like, that he him. did him wrong, right? And then when Wink went back to Free World, 
He's covered in bruises and shit. So what's he going to say? Oh, rabbit jumped me. Oh, let's go kick the shit out of rabbit because he jumped us too. Like, I I don't think it was all wink being like, let's go get him, brother. He was just like, (laughs) he was like, what what are you going to do? You going to hide the bruises? The dude was in crutches. Like, when we see him in in the the, the rap battle at the end, he's got crutches. So, like, he got the fucking shit kicked out of him. You can't hide that. I mean, he maybe fell. it was dramatic, he fell. or maybe he got the fucking yeah. He fell a couple. He times. fell. He fell. He, he got the power of Jesus put through him. Like, I mean, <sighs> that part again. I don't think they ever were gonna kill him because they yeah, but, were really they were halfway crooks. They weren't. So right right they before this, too, is when Jimmy started getting his confidence. Right, like he's out getting lunch from the food truck, and exhibits there. And who's I forget who the lady rapper is that's there, who's playing the other character. But uh, like uh, I don't remember, yeah. But like they're they're both like, and then exhibit starts going off on the gay guy, on the on the woman, and on a couple other people, <clears throat> and then Jimmy or B Rabbit, whatever, jumps in and starts roasting exhibit, and then he stands up for the gay guy, which ultimately leads to him cover helping cover his shift there at the mm-hmm. end. And all this. So there's like a whole lot in that moment. But like to be honest. That is like one of my favorite parts of the movie, and it's not—it's not because you know it's a good scene or whatever. It was thrown in to like boost the confidence of the character to to progress the story, but like because I actually enjoyed that part because the the rapping was good and it was like, you know, it's kind of like what I wanted the whole movie to be. Like if the first in the first scene, if he actually like didn't be a bitch and got lines out, that sets up this whole rest of this movie for him to be good, and it doesn't need to be. George, I can see your face. It doesn't need to be <coughs> he sucked at the beginning and then he this whole thing is about how he's gonna turn himself around. Even if he's like making poor decisions and he's an asshole and he's breaking all these laws and all this stuff and he's blaming the world and not himself, he can still put in a shitty rat battle. Like it doesn't need to be good. It could be shit. It 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 didn't have to be nothing, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but he wasn't – the whole point of the beginning was he wasn't ready for the white jokes and to compete with, like, being called a pussy and all this stuff. Be, well, he just wasn't ready. He couldn't He couldn't figure out how to win the crowd who, before the guy even said anything, all hated him. Had no idea what to do, so he, he, he choked, which I think, after rewatching this movie a few times over the past 20 years, I think he purposely didn't say anything. Because what was he going to say that was going to work? Nothing. He had nothing. He didn't know how to win the crowd. So over time, if you're watching, oh God. So over time, (laughs) when you're watching like the parking lot scene or like, uh, what was, what was the other scene? uh, The food truck scene. Yeah. He he learns how to win the crowd. And that's like a huge thing for him. Like it's like the choking in the beginning. If you look at it as him not figuring out what to say, Clearly, you need to watch the rest of the movie because he knew what to say. It was just he knew in the beginning he didn't know how to win the crowd and say what he needed to say to get them back in and get look past his skin color. This is like remember the Titans if the colors were reversed. Okay, that was what it was if you look at it through that lens. Like the racially, they couldn't get past the white part. It's more like it's more like this is radio if the colors are reversed. If you ask me. I wonder who the white radio would be. Who would you cast for that? Because Tom uh, Hanks killed it, but he was too old for that. Ben Stiller. You make me happy. All right. All right. Valid. I accept. All right. Well, 
<laughs> Another thing you, uh, to that point, you know, of him not being, of him totally. S- I don't think we're gonna get off of this. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Just, yeah, keep talking. It's working. Um, so, like, well, now I'm uh, to the point of him like being just terrible at the beginning, like nothing. And I think what another thing that's what screwed him up is that like you know that's what he wants to do in his life. You know, that's what he puts the most time into. That's what he skips work, uh, like work for. You know, to improve. You know, his music. You know, he wants that record deal. He wants that. But so he went into that first rap battle with like, you know, oh, I this is no problem. Like, I can do this. Like, I, I'm working towards this. I'm like, no problem. And he got, and he has nothing. So I think the rest of the movie, that's why he's like, no, I don't want a rap battle. No, I don't want to do that. And, you know, he's, he's messed up from, you know, he's putting, he's put so much time into it, but he wasn't prepared for it. Right. And that's why he doesn't want to go back to it. And I think that's plays into another part of like, you know, him being so polarizing, I guess. Yeah. You know, I think the, yeah, you're right. So then, Uh, so we're at the the end rap battle, right? Let's jump into the, let's jump into the three rap battles here. Uh, Battle number one. All right. Battle number one, he gets him with the moon. He, he, he roasted this guy. He, he absolutely <laughs> roasted this guy. I think one. if you if you took so, well, away the the like the dramatic effect of the third one, this is, might be the best one. You think the first so, one's lickety split, right? I, I think they like progressively like get like roast. <laughs> that's not even a word, but like roastier. I roastier. thought like yeah, like so like battle number one. Battle number one is like you know all right. I have to I have to show my ass here, but you know still pretty good. Still not bad. And then number two got him. Like, I, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like number two was, was, I felt like they progressively got, like, crazier. Yeah, so, like, I thought the second rap battle was by far, hands down, way more, I'm going to say risque than the first one. Like, they started getting more personal. They started doing more stuff like yeah. that. And, like, the second one was a split decision, right? Like, they had to pull the audience twice to pick the winner. So, like, I thought... That's the natural progression. The first one, he absolutely roasted the guy. They didn't even have to do anything from the audience. Like, he won. The second one was really close, and it was really good. Then they get to Papa Dog. And this is the best scene in the movie with the worst freaking ending. The worst ending ever. So, he comes at Papa Dog hard. He has all this personal information on Papa Dog. Maybe Papa Dog wasn't expecting it. He wasn't expecting it. But he's the reigning champion, and he's in this spot, and all he has to do is say anything. Anything. Say something. Be like, oh, I went to private school, but that means I'm more learned than you. Something stupid, right? <laughs> say something and lose. And don't just be like, nah, man. Just, I'm, yo. I'm the reigning but champion. Yo. I'm just going to leave. That's the whole point. No, it's not the whole point. He had, nothing, whole to point. He had nothing to say. He had nothing to say. Okay, so all this He was shook. No. All this proves to me is that we watched this whole movie for him to be just handed a win. He got he wasn't handed, handed a it. win. He was handed it because the guy didn't try at all. I don't care if he shook. You're the reigning champion. You go up there, you say something. Respond he didn't to know something. what to say. He, had, he was shook. Oh, he got yeah. shook. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, so he, shook, he, pulled, 
he pulled all the material that Papa Doc was going to use. Yeah, literally, he pulled he used it. it he, all. he literally like grabbed it out of him. He's like, nope. <laughs> and I mean, if you think that's bad, it happens in all like cult classic movies, like A Knight's Tale. Like, right? The guy was down two two lances to none. He had a D horse, like the greatest fucking lancer of all time, and he fucking knocked him out cold. Like, come on. This shit happens all the time. The fact that Papa Doc got shook shouldn't be like a, a big deal. It's that was rap. arguably the best rap they could have done. Like, I don't think there was any stone unturned. It was the perfect rap. It summed up everything we knew about Jimmy and everything that he possibly could have known about Clarence. And it was mm. fucking great, bro. The only just, other thing, if, if they kept it generic and he didn't dive into Clarence and like Cranbrook and the whole crowd calling him a halfway crook. The whole crowd called Papa Doc a halfway crook. <laughs> what the fuck are you supposed to do? He got shook. And he's, he's, you're, you're comparing him like because he was the champion to like exhibit. He was just some local fucking guy who, who could spit rhymes. That's all he was. And, and that's what Eminem exposed him to be. He just could spit a few good rhymes, drop, you know, I'm going to say it faggot a few times and say that Mm -hmm. you know that's all he did in his first rhyme if you go back and watch the beginning he just calls the guy a faggot like 10 times and says he he should have been aborted it's like oh wow (laughs) i don't know how he won but he did which goes to show the level of competition or the terrible writing in this movie i think the writing was fantastic i think the the lotto rap was good the lickety split rap was so fucking good and then yeah that was good yeah like what uh, how how do you top ward i think you were a little hard on the beaver and then he points at all of them <laughs> like and he calls him eddie haskell wally and miss cliff like hello and then he calls them all two bu- no puck none come on man he fucking ruined them for the, the, the entire night too it wasn't just the 45 seconds he was laying into them the entire night if there's one thing that made sense in this movie, it was the end of the free world after that rap battle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Him going back to work as I'll say the first time, or until I was a, an adult-ish, I guess, because I'm a man boy. The and you know the I didn't understand the going back to work part until now, mm. but like the going back to work part, I thought if you would have asked me ten years ago, would have said that that was the shittiest ending, but. It was dope. He didn't get the girl. He didn't. He didn't win three grand in bingo. He he had to go back to work. He didn't get a record deal. Yeah. He didn't become Eminem. So. Yeah. The ending sucks. Yeah, I mean, so the, I mean, the, this is definitely the parts of the movie that I remember the most. You know, the the obviously these rap battles, and uh, and him just walking off, walking walking away from it. Is why I remember most about the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, peace, he peace out, it. rabbit. <laughs> he walked his white ass back to 8 Mile. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've been like, I'm like definitely in the middle between you two. Like, I don't hate this movie, but I'm not, cra- I'm not crazy about it either. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. If I never watched this movie again, I would die happy. <laughs> I mean, I occasionally find myself at the gym throwing the the end rap battles on. I think the end rap battles are dope. Um, I don't occasionally find myself at the gym. 
True. Also true. <laughs> uh, the movie in 2003 won an Oscar for Oh wow. Yourself. Yeah, for the music. You mean, uh, oh, so the parts where they were rapping and singing were the only parts of the circling movie. Circling back liked. to my original point that the music was fucking in fuego. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the soundtrack, if you have a chance to buy the album it, and you like hip hop, holy shit, bro. The songs on that soundtrack will blow your mind. Um, but as for a movie, it was, it was great. Uh, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a, I wouldn't put it on any top 100s or anything, but it was like, it was a great character movie. Yeah. Surprisingly for this one, I did, I did three and a half out of five for this I one. Have. I thought, I thought I would go higher on this, but you know what? I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can sit well with that. I tried to take my score. nostalgia out of it and I gave it three out of five yeah. or three and a half out of five. I gave it a two out of five. The only thing I really liked was the music, and I think the casting was really good. Yeah, to actually to actually bring like legitimate artists and to do like a couple spits here and there was actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. But like, I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the writing primarily. I didn't really like much of this movie. I do think if it was a biopic, it would have been better. If it was a biopic about like maybe a little bit of struggles about how he paid the bills early on. But then, like, how he climbed through the fame. And, and he has so much, like, literally albums dedicated to roasting his, like, the people who are trying to censor him. Like, I want to see that. You know, and I know you guys do too. But, like, I wanted this movie when when people are like, oh, this, this is how Eminem came to be. Like, that's the way it was pitched to me when I was in high school. And I was like, cool. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow, Eminem's life really sucked. And then, like, you just do a little bit of research now, and you realize a lot of that was fabricated instances to try and make it more dramatic, mm. which is what a movie is. <clears throat> but, like, when you have a belief for one thing, and then all of a sudden it's something else, I guess I guess I feel more betrayed than anything else. You know what I mean? So. Fair. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> I do hope, though, before we die and before we move on, we get to see an Eminem biopic. I'd pay, I'd pay double, triple the. I feel like as long that. as, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be morbid or anything here, but as long as Eminem is you no know, here and now, I feel like that won't happen. He's gonna he's gotta die for it to happen. It's true. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think he just needs to be done making songs. No, because I don't think I I think there's a lot of his life that he wants to leave private. But as soon as someone else buys the rights to his privacy, it's going to be out there. Same thing that Chappelle wants. Yeah, but there's no interest in a Chappelle bio. I would watch the shit out of him. I mean, I would too. I would but watch I'm not. Shit out of it. I'm not clamoring for it. I'd rather have more stand up from him. But like, uh, well, I mean, yeah. like, but then Netflix goes and pulls his stand up, and now you. Did they? I think they did. Oh, well, oh boy. <laughs> I, I, the only reason I say that I think we'll get it when he's done is because Straight Outta Compton ended up happening. So I think at some point we might get it. It's just maybe he does have to die because you're right. His his, uh, his beginning was rough. And like, I don't That's mean just I like, yeah. I don't mean just like his personal journey. I mean, like his music was very, yeah. very hateful. And to replay it now, um, if yeah. he ever had any business aspirations or his daughter did, they would get canceled. <laughs> um, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. think you could do that off of previously. Re- I mean, they would have to edit all the stuff that Bro, they, they play. They yanked Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> like, <true. laughs> hello? 
I but, mean, I, so like, I don't think I don't think he'd get away with a biopic about the the way he spoke, the way he carried himself, his views at the time, which I know have changed, but like his views at the mm-hmm. time were like like he's got I, I never mind I'm not even gonna quote it because it's pretty bad, but like he's got some very very rough shit yeah. in the closet. But like I want to yeah. see I want to see like he drops his first EP. And then he goes on yeah. and he starts he starts getting big, right? And then all of a sudden all these parents are trying to sue Eminem. And then they have to put the explicit language and explicit content on the CDs. And it's all pretty much because of him. Uh, and like I wanna see his you know, his side of going to court and battling this and trying Ooh. to express himself as an artist, but also being like tied down with the shackles of you know all these Everyone's people who hate literally you. hate him. Yeah. Who literally hate him. Yeah. Never met the guy, but hate him. You know. So like, well, I want to remember see they that. tried to blame Columbine on him and Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah, him yeah. and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. They tried to yeah. blame Col- and they almost got away with it with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. yeah, I know Marilyn Manson almost took that dagger hard. I know. Uh, Good thing he's a smart motherfucker. I will. But either way. Yeah. So Eight mile. Uh, we agree. Eight mile. Movie. That was our thoughts on Eight Mile. <laughs> we don't agree. Dude, that was that was great. Dude, this the back and forth of that was just this is really good. This is this was a good episode. Uh, but yeah, that's our thoughts on Eight Mile. Uh, let us know what you what you guys' thoughts are in the comments. And now we're gonna spin the wheel and find out what the next year for our next yeah. next movie will be. Let's pull that let's pull that wheel up right up on here. All right. Something, Something good. good. I've shortened the year down from 1970 to 1980 because the 70s I think was just a little too much for us. <laughs> so yeah, so I went down to 1980 here. So all right, we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to see what year we have to pick a movie from. Oh, it's in the 80s. 1984. I feel like we did that already. Uh, yeah. yeah. If we did it already, we're going to spin again. Because I think the Terminator was from 1984. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that, no. Yeah. We did 1984 the last episode, so we're going to spin the wheel again. We're not doing that again. Let's go again. It's going in the 2000s. Oh, 2015. Okay. Here we go. Something, you know, something six, only six years ago. All right. So we're going to start looking up movies from the year 2015 now, and we're going to have that one of those for the next episode. And okay. so, all right, we're going to, we're going to end it there. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of you can't beat the classics, uh, George and Mike with me as always, and we'll see you for the next one. See ya.